You are Locked On Tigers, your daily Detroit Tigers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? We are back here for another edition of Locked On Tigers. I am your host, Scott Benley, and uh, we are recapping a, a very... Down to earth, <laughs> a nice little recovery weekend here for your uh, for the Cats. Got swept by the Kansas City Royals, went into this series on a seven-game winning streak, and we leave it on a three-game losing streak. So certainly, uh, I mean, worst-case scenario, right? So definitely not how we drew it up, but uh, still a lot of takeaways and such. And then uh, as we move closer and closer to that looming trade deadline, uh, we mo- those conversations will come up more and more. So that's what we're going to talk about today. The, uh, the those two things: weekend recap and then maybe some uh, some some trade possibilities, deadline stuff. We're not going to get too into the trade stuff today, admittedly, but as the week goes on, it'll become more and more prevalent. Um, and uh, and yeah, so thanks thanks for stopping by, even after a, a a not very great weekend by by the Cats. We we ball here. We ball, and that's all that matters. So before we get started, got to let everybody know about Lockdown MLB Prospects. It's uh, it's post-MLB draft season, and the Lockdown Pro- MLB Prospects podcast is covering every future star of the MLB. Host Aram Lighten brings you player interviews, farm system breakdowns every day. So subscribe on MLB Prospects on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. All right, let's get into it. Let's uh, let's rip off. Let's just jump right in. Let's just jump right in. Not enough talking about it. Let's talk about it. I guess that's what a podcast is. Uh, so Friday's game, three to five Royals. Um, Willie Peralta on the bump for the Tigers. Not a great performance. Um, not a, not a great not great stat lines really by anyone. Um, that uh, that that started for this entire weekend. Willie Peralta, Casey Mize, Tarek Skubal, um, three pretty rough stat lines. To be completely honest with you, uh, Willie Peralta goes five and two thirds, five hits, five runs, three walks, three Ks on eighty-five pitches. And then Derek Holland and Daniel Norris come in and uh, and, and pitch two uh, or whatever two and one third clean innings. So uh, so all five runs given up were Willie Peralta. Interesting-ish game. I mean, it was it was. I don't know. <laughs> we were down. We were down five to one, and then we were down five to three, and then and then that was really it. So uh, Willie Castro hit a home run this game. This game was also the same night as the NHL draft. The NHL draft sent uh, sent shockwaves through the city of Detroit. So definitely not the most talked about uh, event. Of in within the city on Friday night, um, but baseball was still played. So Willie Castro homers, um, sure, he's back. He he homered. That's great. Uh, not my my opinion of Willie Castro is probably never going to change. I, I don't think he's a he's a long term piece to this team. I, I think he's like a four A player that's going to come up and come down. Gives you a little bit of organizational depth because he's still you know in his mid twenties, early twenties. But um, like like I don't 
yeah, I don't expect Willie Castro to be part of this team really going forward. So that that doesn't change with his seventh homer of the year. Uh, in, in this, is that the first inning homer? No, it was like the third. I think. Yeah, no, not the first. He's not hitting that high in the lineup. Um, second or third inning. So Willie homers. The rest of the offense was was fine. Derek Hill had a decent game, two for three with a walk. Love to see that. Uh, utilizing his speed a little bit again. Love it, love it, love it. Uh, Jonathan Scope stays hot, two for three this game. Eric Haas with a rip, couple of strikeouts though. Um, just really not a, a, a quite a few Tigers threatens, but do not score. Right, the signature, the old adage: Tigers, Tigers threaten, but do not score. T T B D S. That's it, right? That's the hashtag. So quite a few of uh, of those situations, but. Really, just never felt like a game that that we were really like in. Um, I know that that we like we scored first, so I guess maybe sand like after the third inning, it never really felt like a game to me that we were in. Um, tied after after three, and then the Royals put up a three spot in the fourth, and then another run in the fifth. Even even with the the, the seventh inning and getting a couple of the runs back, uh, it it really never felt like a game. That we were going to win, and and I think, for me personally, subjectively, that has to do with the three pitchers pitching this game being Willie Peralta, Derek Holland, and Daniel Norris. Um, personally, if if that's the if those are the three pitchers, if you if I'm going into a baseball game, if I'm going into a Tigers game, and I am told the future, and I am told, yo, man. The three people that are going to pitch tonight are Willie Peralta, Derek Holland, and Daniel Norris. I, I, I like, I'm not, I'm not going to sit there watching the game, going, "Damn, like this is a winner. We're we're running away with this one." Like that's probably not going to cross my mind, and it it didn't. Uh, so I, I, even with the the offense kind of surging a little bit there late, it also doesn't help that that. Most of the offense came from the bottom two people in the lineup. Like like Willie Castro goes two for four and Hill, like I said, went two for three with a walk. I don't think that really helps the situation when when most of your offense is being generated by your eight and nine hole and and uh, and the one through seven uh, do, do significantly worse. Sans Scopey, I guess. Uh, I don't know. Just it, it it wasn't honestly. It wasn't a super eventful game. And it wasn't a game that that I was super, uh, you know, on the edge of my seat. Oh, we're gonna come back. I have a good feeling about this one. Whatever. I really from from the third inning on, I, I never really felt too confident in in this game. Uh, Willie Peralta gives up five runs. Not uh, not great, Bob. Um, the the thing we just have to remember who Willie Peralta is. I I think. You know, there were people that were mad, like, oh my gosh, Willie Peralta sucks, whatever. Like, I can't believe people told, like, bro, Willie, (laughs) what we've gotten out of Willie Peralta to this point is already like tenfold worth the contract we give him, was was worth the minor league contract we gave him in the offseason, okay? He could be horrible for the rest of the year, and he already has made his money three, four times over, for real. This is this is <laughs> the the expectations some people put on some of these guys are unbelievable. Uh, Chris Fetter is 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 damn good at his job. 
he's he's not turn Willie Peralta into a Cy Young winner good. I don't, I don't think anybody is. And that's no slight on Willie Peralta. He's had a great, you know, solid long career. Props to you. Uh, but in 2021, a, a team, we, we, we shouldn't be, Willie Peralta was not supposed to be part of this season's plans. He was signed to a minor league deal and he only got called up because of how ridiculous the injury bug has been in this organization, in this clubhouse this past two months. Okay. So he's, he's more than made his money. He's more than, than, he's done way more than anybody expected him to do. We came in and, and we had some fun baseball, had the seven-game winning streak. People were just expecting that to keep rolling because the Royals aren't good. You know what? I, I hate to break it to everybody. We're still not that good either. We just have an unreal system in place that's been incredibly put together. A very good system, a very good coaching staff, a very good uh, clubhouse, a very good culture that's being developed. And I could not be happier about it. But, uh, but but there's going to be series where we get reminded that this roster is still pretty far away from being, you know, uber competitive. So that's, that's – there was just a lot of – a lot of uh, slander for, uh, for, for Willie Peralta, and I, I really didn't understand it whatsoever. All right, so there, there's my Willie Peralta slash this organization rant. Uh, let's get into the other two games on the weekend. First, got to talk to everybody about BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season's in full swing. And you can track all the action at BetOnline. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, even your UFC and MMA action. TJ Dillashaw, baby. What a fight this past Saturday. So before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online, your laptop and mobile device, and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game. So head to the website or use your mobile device, sign up today, and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using promo code LOCKDOWN. That's promo code LOCKDOWN for a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, everybody, we are back here at Locked on Tigers. I'm your host, Scott Bentley. I don't know if I said the date today. Today is Monday, July 26th, 2021. Um, yeah, so that's the date. <laughs> I, apparently, I just really wanted to get that point across of what today's date was. Um, thank you so much for tuning in. You can follow the show at Locked on Tigers on Twitter, and you can follow me on Twitter at Bentley Scotty. Doing, uh, t- keeping both those accounts going and with uh, with plenty, a plethora, some would say, of, of Tigers uh, news and notes. And, and from my personal account, the occasional dad joke comment strip. All right, let's get into, oh my gosh, we really have to talk about Saturday's game, man. Men and women of the world, do we really have to talk about Saturday's game? Do we? All right. Let's do it. Saturday, that's one of the toughest losses we've had in a while, man. I'm going to be honest. That is one of the tougher losses um, that 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 we have experienced and had to go through in quite some time. Uh, down to the last strike. And I'll get into that. I, I will get into that because... Um, I want to make some stuff clear about some comments I said on Twitter about the final call. 
Anyway, let's uh, let's just get into this game. So Tigers drop this one eight to nine. Tigers were up six to nothing in the t- after the top of the fifth inning. The bottom of the fifth rolls around at six to four, and the Royals put up a five spot in the seventh to make it nine to six. And then they get uh, they get two runs back in the ninth and leave, I believe. The game tying run on third base. I believe there was a man on third there when Candelario struck out on a check swing call. So a very brutal, brutal way to uh, to, to lose. There were some pros though. The offense was was clearly great. the The offense was not the issue, and the 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 encouraging part was is how many pitchers we made them use. I think that's really important especially when it's not the final game of a series right when it's the first or second game of a series it's so important and that's something that is that is again instilled in by the coaching staff and by the manager it's so important to to try and burn through as many pitchers as you possibly can uh in those first two games of the series to just leave them burned out and 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 try to get a win in the third so that was encouraging they used one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven, eight. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight pitchers the Royals used on Saturday's game. Eight to nine victory. So, uh, so you know, worth it from their eyes because they got the win. But, uh, but going into Sunday, you are then feeling a, a lot better about, okay, if we can just knock the starter out. Their, their bullpen's going to be a lot weaker than it was the first two games. So that's that's something that's super important, and uh, that was really encouraging. And just as a whole, this this offense was was very good. Um, Akil Badu showed out, had had a nice homer. The two runs in the in the ninth inning were via via his uh, his his work at the plate there, getting the homer. Um, that is his ninth, yeah, ninth of the year. Great game though, drew a walk too. Everybody knows I love walks. Well, struck out once, two for four. Great day at the office. Scopey with a hit. Grossman with two walks. Miggy with a nice hit. Candelario with a bomb to dead center field. And ladies and gentlemen, the moment you've all been waiting for. Jamer Candelario, slugging percentage over 400. Can we get a round of applause? Absolutely fantastic. It is finally over 400. We've had the Jamer slugging percentage watch going for about two weeks now. He's been slowly and steadily hitting more and more extra base hits and slowly creeping more and more toward that high 390s. And then uh, he's at 404 after the home run. Uh, I believe that that went down actually in Sunday's game. So we'll see if he's... <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you in a bit there if he's, if he's still there. But... Finally breaks that seal. Uh, the on-base percentage at 356, the slugging at 404, the OPS at 760, much better than when it was even a month ago, and, and, and trending in the right direction on top of that. So great to see him kind of get the uh, the extra base, the power stroke back a little bit. Um, yeah, one for three with that with that bombed dead center. Harold Castro with a knock, 290 batting average, 665 OPS, truly remarkable. Willie with an O for Griner is is Grayson Griner is something else, man. I could do a whole half an hour about Grayson Griner. Uh, Eric Haas comes into pinch hit. That was nice. Um, and then who's left? Derek Hill. 
drew a walk, which I love. I, I love Derek Hill drawing walks, and he, he did it a few times this weekend. Super, super encouraging. If, if he's not going to hit a ton of extra base hits or just not get a lot of hits in general, if he can just have a decent, solid walk rate with his speed and defense, man, I'm begging him to just be slightly below average at the plate, and I will gladly take him as my center fielder. Love me some Derek Hill. So overall, encouraging day at the plate. Okay, it came in spurts, right? The third inning, we put up a four-speed, four-speed. What am I even saying? A four-spot. And then in the ninth inning, uh, the, the two-spot, and it had runners on there at the final out as well. But a, a really solid day at the plate. And like I said, we, we went deep into their bullpen, and that's always a good day at the office. Um, pitching, Casey Mize on the bump. Four and two-thirds, six hits, four runs, one walk, six Ks. Probably left in. Uh, a batter too long, maybe two batters too long, right? Um, I, you know what? The, the the weird part is is that he was probably left in a batter too long, but we've he's on a limit, right? Like he's still on that limit. No one said that he was off that limit. And he threw 79 pitches. And, and that only equated to four and two-thirds for him. I don't know. The whole situation was just weird. We, we've been so quick with his leash this entire month. And then when he's actually in trouble, we leave him in to what, it, by most approximation, including my own, was, was about a batter too long. Kind of strange, right? And, and look, if he gets the out, we're not talking about it. But, but, but he did, right? He gave up a homer. So... Really interesting scenario there. Not losing sleep over it or anything. I'm, it's very hard for me to to really get overly upset or lose sleep about anything this with with the current state of the rebuild that we are in. Um, but just weird, just a weird kind of managerial, I guess, decision there. Um, I, I would like to to just get in his head and kind of ask him, you know, was there any consideration to, to get Mize out of the game before that homer or whatnot? Uh, Daniel Norris comes in, gets one out. Great. Joe Jimenez has a clean inning. Sure. He, you know, he's still Joe Jimenez. The, the frustrating thing was Kyle Funkhauser then comes out and implodes. Okay. Kyle Funkhauser has been one of the best relievers on this team all year. A week ago, his ERA was in the low twos. It was approaching two and, and falling. And then he gave up a run. Uh, gave up a run in that Texas series, and then we go in and he gives up five earned runs in two-thirds of an inning. Certainly not how anyone drew it up. His ERA is now three and a half again all of a sudden. Uh, that that was really frustrating to, to see him on the mound when, uh, when, when things kind of imploded and when it, things started going downhill and... and that was really frustrating. Mostly, I mean, a obviously he is he's been one of our best relievers, but to burn through your better relievers in a loss is beyond frustrating, right? In the same notion that we talk about with the Royals trying to go through all as many people as possible, it's it's a double-edged sword when your bullpen is not deep. It's a double-edged sword when when your bullpen only has two or three good arms in it. When one of them does blow a game, great. Now they're not available tomorrow, and they blew today. Right? It's 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 a double kick, and it sucks. So that was was not how uh, 
how anybody drew it up. Certainly Ian Kroll and Buck Farmer then after that, neither of them gave up any runs. Just a, a frustrating game. One of the toughest losses we've had in a while. The check swing at the end. Um, look, uh, you know what? I'm going to talk about Bill Bar first. I'm going to talk about Bill Bar, and then, then we'll talk about the check swing. Bill Bar. Nine delicious flavors, coconut, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, German chocolate. My favorite flavor currently is the cookies and cream. It's fantastic. They also sometimes sprinkle in some limited time flavors. Get the mixed box. You can get two of each flavor. They're fantastic. So good tasting, but also so good for you. 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories from 130 to 180 only four to five grams of sugar, only four to five grams of net carbs. Order today. Get get that cherry, get that orange, get that cookies and cream, whatever you like. And also, while you're watching the Olympics, realize that Built Bar is the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. You can literally eat what an Olympian eats, and you're choosing not to. They're so good, I promise. Built Bar. Go get yours today. Go to built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, you'll get 15% off your first order as well. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at builtbar.com. All right, everybody, let's uh, let's wrap this up. So the check swing at the end. Textbook definition, he swung. He did. And I, I watched it live. Could have told you that while it was happening, right? Well, when the slow motion that took like eight years to get a side angle of, by the way, it was so, I was screaming at my TV. Um, the thing is, um, I don't like that call to end a game. And sure, that's probably bias. Openly admit it. Absolutely. Why not? Okay. But. He barely breaks the plane, right? Barely breaks the plane. Like so much so that he's probably on the plane. Like I, I, I again, technically, I guess, yeah, he, he swung. I just don't like that call to end a game, that close of a game. Um, a one run game with the game tying run on, uh, on base and, and I don't know. That's probably just the bias in me and the frustration of the moment talking. I, I will openly admit that if I was a Royals fan, I would pr- probably not be sharing this sentiment. But I would like to think that if I was a third party that had no rooting interest in the game, I would ab- I would agree with what I'm saying, which is really all I care about. Um, I don't know. That that call to end the game is, uh, is, is what made it more frustrating. Strictly textbook, it's a swing. It's just, it's so close that, that I, I really, I'm not a fan of it to end a game. That's all. So, Candy goes down. We, we lose that game. Then we go into Sunday's game. Desperately trying to get back on the horse. At least take one game from this series. And easily the least competitive game of the entire weekend. I talked about uh, Friday's game as a game that I never felt like we were really close to winning. Sunday's game was, was that times 10. At no point in Sunday's baseball game played at Kauffman Stadium did the Detroit Tigers ever seem like they had a remote chance of winning. At zero point. Like like zero. Like after the first batter. <laughs> Tarek Skubal gave up 
three runs, four runs, before he recorded his first out. Now, he recovered very, very nicely. Ended up getting, I believe it was 15 of his last 16 batters faced out. That one that he didn't was a home run, unfortunately. But after that first inning really settled into a groove, the frustrating part with Tarek Skubal, and I say this, it frustrates me that I have to talk about how frustrating it is every single time he starts. But the most frustrating part about Tarek Skubal currently in his development is that he's so close to turning a corner. He's so close. But every single outing, there's like five batters where he just completely craps the bed. And it just hits the fan and it's over. And the really good starts he's had this year are when those, whatever, four or five batters, that like one inning where he, he kind of lapses, those lapses are like walks and singles and and or or it's a blatantly missed pitch but the batter just doesn't take advantage of it at all those are his really good starts but they it's without fault every start has one of those and he's so close if he can just if he can just not have one inning where he's not the same pitcher that he's he's gonna take off in the biggest way, and I'm still f- a fully a believer of him. He's 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 literally one inning away every single start from being like a, a a prime, maybe even leader AL Rookie of the Year candidate. But I'll be damned if he doesn't have one inning every single start where he just loses it, and that was clearly no different on Sunday's game. Like I said, gave up four runs before he recorded an out. Um, two homers to, to Solaire, another homer to, to Salvi, who owned us this series. He's in, in surely in Tiger's killer category. Just, uh, uh, and then, you know, the, the fault that isn't his, it, that was a really weird way to word that. Yeah, the fault that isn't his. It's not his fault that the offense did not show up whatsoever on Sunday. Um, and, and the frustrating part about that is that we did all that work Saturday to burn through, like I said, their entire bullpen. All we had to do was just knock their starter out in like the fifth, even sixth inning. And they would have been hosed at the end of the game. Hosed. But their starter went eight. Eight innings of shutout ball at that. And didn't walk a soul. The Detroit Tigers recorded zero walks as a team on Sunday's game. That that's not gonna that's not gonna do you much good. And they did get quite a few hits, eight hits, right? But but no walks. You are not making the pitcher work for it. You're you're, you're not gonna go deep into a bullpen with with no walks. <laughs> we set ourselves up so nicely. For that Sunday matchup to, uh, to to be a matchup where we could really do some damage later in the game after we knocked Lynch out. And we just couldn't knock Lynch out. And he has a, after this start, after going eight innings of shutout ball, he has a 7-9 ERA. Afterwards, that, 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 this eight innings shutout ball included 
He has an, almost an 80 ERA. So beyond frustrating. We go in so hot, seven-game win streak, and then get pumped, honestly, by, by a, a, a last-place Royals team. Definitely frustrating. Not going to pretend like it's not. So that's your, uh, that's your weekend update. The, uh, the trade deadline is looming. It's looming in a big way. And people that you should be looking out for to get moved. Well, the biggest one's Jonathan Scope. And I'm not saying he will. I'm not saying you should keep an eye out because Jonathan Scope's getting traded. Not what I'm trying to say. Um, but he is easily the most talked about player in this organization currently to be traded. It's going to be really interesting. He's someone to keep an eye on. Grossman's someone to keep an eye on. Um, and this is not me saying that they should trade all these people. These are just people that might end up being traded whether we, whether we like it or not. I don't know the status of Matt Boyd's injury situation. Um, but if he was healthy, I would put him on this list. But if he is on the IL and can't get healthy before July 31st, then then we're in for another, uh, another half a year at least of Matt Boyd. Um, it'll be super interesting to see what we do. Uh, the front office seems to have made it very clear that this is not a rebuilding team anymore and, uh, and that we are going to, um, they didn't say we're going to buy. They didn't say we're going to stand pat, but they said we're not rebuilding anymore. We're not looking to just trade people for prospects. We're, we're trying, we're on the come up. We're not, we're not on the come down anymore. We're not tearing down anymore. So, uh, it'll be super interesting to me to see what we do with these expiring contracts like Scope because uh, technically you can trade those away and still not be tearing down because, again, it's an expiring deal on a team that's now making the playoffs. So very interesting coming forward. As we go further and further into the week, we will be more and more trade deadline oriented. Already some big deals happening. Frazier from the Pirates getting moved to the to the Padres yesterday. Um, so thanks for uh, thanks for choosing us and continue to choose us me throughout the week as uh, as we go deeper and deeper into the the trade deadline possibilities that are for this baseball team and we have a series with the minnesota twins starting back up tomorrow so thanks for tuning in peace and love going to therapy's dope and i will catch y'all tomorrow go tigers baby